Megalo and Maniac, a show by, for, and about people who love themselves a little too much. And my name is Isaac, and I'll be telling the story today. And as usual, Marta will be interrupting, but she's not interrupting me now. So is she doing her job, or will am I she? Here or am I not? Yeah, you're that here. That is the question. No, I am physically, mentally. I don't know. I'm Where napping. Are you then? I'm napping. Seriously, why do we do this after lunch? Yeah, but that I think I think you're gluten intolerant. I don't think you should have gluten. I don't want to be gluten intolerant. I don't want to be I one know, of those people. But you are. No. I think I think that's the reason. I, I, I think that's the the number one symptom. I will tolerate it. Yeah. I'm woke, so I will tolerate gluten. <laughs> I will not gluten discriminate. Against yourself. Against gluten in general. Oh, okay. I love all wheat and wheat byproducts, and that's a reference to Welcome to Night Vale that you didn't get <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's a loopy intro today yes thank you so much for to everyone that listened to the last episode and the ones before that and i wanted to specially thank one person she is our we could say first real engaging audience member that we have her name yeah. is kim yeah thank you so much for listening it really it's really nice that uh, that you do because it's you're not family or friend of us <laughs> <laughs> so. i actually thought that, that that you were kim on instagram that you had like an extra account and oh, that, yeah, you, that you that. faked so that that we would feel better about this or that i would feel better about <laughs> no. this but now i know that it's a real person yeah. <laughs> she's a real person and we're very glad that you're listening and appreciating the show yes. so <laughs> thanks kim yeah <laughs> shout out <laughs> hail yourself Anyway, and today we are going back in time about 400 years. Wow. And we are going to talk about a person named Olof Rudbeck. Okay. A doctor among other things. But to start us off, I was I wanted to tell you a little about Sweden in the 1600s. I don't know how much you know and since you've moved here recently, maybe it's nice for you to know a little about the great period of Sweden when we were a superpower. Because this is what we that were. That never happened. It did, though, because we had, like... One colony? <laughs> no, we didn't. Well, Finland was a part of Sweden, the Baltic countries, the you north of basically of ice, more ice, and then a bit more of ice. Well, beautiful countries. With ice. Con and this is why you move to Spain when you retire, because you love these beautiful countries full of ice so much. Yeah, but back then... I don't know how much they... I don't You're know. not going to win this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sweden was a great power in many ways. In, uh, in military, uh, we didn't all, all also have... The, it was the, the military might and the, the spiritual side, but we also had sex appeal, a lot of it. <laughs> Back in the 1600s. I don't believe you. Oh, well, according to this, uh, what I've been uh, studying uh, for this is uh, Magnus Gabriel de la Garde was considered to be the most beautiful man in the entire world. By who? Uh, Himself? No, by, by His ladies. Mom? I'll tell you later what the lady said, but I'll show you a picture here of what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe him for oh. us? It's 
וואו, פאפי צ'יקס, פין ליפס, סטרייד לונג נוז, פרוגי אייס, הורריבל הרקאט, and uh, terrible porn stash. Looks a bit like Mikael Okerfeld from Opeth. Sorry, Mikael, I love you. <laughs> Very red lips and long flowing hair. Yeah, yeah. And according to the ladies, he had it all. Charm, looks, sensitivity, rhythm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've seen white Swedish men dance. He had no <laughs> rhythm, 100% guarantee. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know why it says rhythm, but he had rhythm. And, and Maybe usually, huh? Maybe like poetry rhythm. Yeah, maybe I have no idea. And an unusually high level of emotional intelligence. <laughs> I don't that's believe how, that. And that's you how you win the ladies. It's not. It's, it's, Swedish people have no emotional intelligence. But <clears throat> back to the main character, no. Olof Rudbeck. He was born in 1630 and he died in 1702. And he was a Swedish uh, scientist, writer, professor of medicine. And he was also the Rector Magnificus. at the same university. I'm going to say all the Latin things like that. Because okay. uh, I don't know how it should be pronounced. I'm just going to say it as you know. You might uh, accidentally like do a Harry Potter spell, you know, and we might end up as frogs. <laughs> things start, in, in, start levitating in here. Yeah. <laughs> and he, was, he excelled in, in two fields, which was human anatomy and linguistics. Okay. And also other fields as uh, music, he was a composer, and botany. Mm-hmm. He had the first botanical garden in Sweden, mm-hmm. which was named after him. Later in life, he got a brilliant idea, as we've already mentioned, that everything basically originates from Sweden. Okay. So Sweden is the cradle of civilizations. So he started university when he was 18 years old. And he wanted to study the body and what he was like, the secret under the skin. But his professor was like, nah, don't do that. Alchemy, study that instead. <laughs> so he spent a lot of time trying to make things into gold. And uh, he also found a fascination for homemade uh, fireworks. And uh, when he was 20 years old, he made a giant discovery of the lymph nodes. What? Yeah, that's what he's most known for, except uh-huh. what we're talking about today. So he found that and he got a scholarship to go study other things in Holland. And when he came back, uh, the queen of Sweden, uh, Christina, had promised him a tenure at Uppsala University. But when he came back, she had abdicated and uh, moved to Rome and converted to, uh, Catholic, uh, to become a Catholic. Uh-huh. And apparently she rode into Rome dressed as an Amazon warrior. That's pretty cool. Why are we not doing... This is a very male-oriented podcast. I'm I, not happy. Why are we not doing the bitch that is a queen, abdicates and rides into Rome wearing an Amazon costume? Let's do her next time. Yes. Yes. And uh, I, I, I'm imagining her looking like Wonder Woman riding in there. And I imagine her looking like me. Yeah, riding in on her white... white yeah, and she had a white horse. No, I want a black horse. Okay. Actually, I see myself more like one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, to be honest. <laughs> the four horsemen? Yeah. <laughs> War or something. <laughs> okay. But he was, he was so smart that he got a job anyway. That didn't really matter. And he really excelled at what he did. And at 31, he was the principal of the university. So, between 1679 and 1702, until he died, he had his life project, which was writing Atlantica, which was a... 
historical, linguistical, patriotic four volume project proving that uh, Sweden was Atlantis. <laughs> and which is the cradle of civilization. But Atlantis is underwater. It, not according to him. And Swedish is also the language of uh, Adam. So then Adam Latin and, and Hebrew built on on Swedish. But what he's a ling- oh, he's a linguist. Why is he making shit up? Well, this was in <laughs> the beginning of linguistics maybe, so he was just uh, it's baby steps, okay? I want to be at the beginning of the creations of a science so I can just talk bullshit and be like I'm an expert. Well, you just create one now. He built his evidence on Icelandic tales, which is the oldest things that we have to tell us about Sweden and Norway and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he so Sweden is the cradle of civilization, but he needs Icelandic tales. Yeah, the thing is that uh, people who live in harmony and had just have a good time don't have really have time to write down oh, things. Okay. That was his answer for that. Hmm. What he read is like this sounds like Greek mythology. Could this be one and the same? Be related somehow to Greek mythology. Uh-huh. So like the Greeks copied the Swedish. Exactly. Okay. Because in Swe- in Greek mythology they talk about the Hyperboreans, which is a mythical race of giants who lived beyond the north wind, in the land supposed to be perfect, in where the, the where the sun was shining twenty four hours a day, which to us sounds like home. Yeah, and the midnight sun uh, if you're above the Arctic Circle. Okay. And he found proof of it. This, he apparently he found skeletons that ranged from two and a half to three and a half meters long. Really? Yeah. Apparently he found. Where? Where? I don't know where he hit them. Where they are there? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? I don't know. And in church books, he found people who lived to be between 150 and 250 years old in Sweden. Yeah, because we know like a really good, like solid evidence is church books. Always, always, always. So when he started going back into this history, he found, of course, the goth, uh, the gothic uh, tribes that sacked Rome and were blamed for destroying like an ancient culture. Uh Uh-huh. And that's, he thought, because in Sweden we have Götana and the Goths, and he said these are the same people and they came from Sweden. Since he believed that the Bible was true, he had to find a way to merge these two or to, to find additional evidence in the Bible for his theory. To merge, oh, to merge his theory that Sweden is the cradle of civilization with the Bible. Yeah, with Atlantis and Greek mythology and all that, okay. and just roll it into one big truth. Okay. So after the flood and Noah survived with all those people, he uh, wondered, like, where would they set up camp? Because uh, what's the one animal that survives a great flood? Fish? Exactly. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and what does Sweden have a lot of? Fish. So he was like... Everything has a lot of fish if you have ocean. Spain mm. has more fish than Sweden. Yeah, well... Because it has more coast surface. Well, we're going to get to more evidence in a minute. So if you just call... <laughs> I have you. proof that that's not true. Because when Noah sent a pigeon, the mm-hmm. pigeon came back with an olive branch. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. How many fucking olive trees have you seen in Sweden? Maybe in his botanical garden. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck him. This is bullshit. Mm. Well, 
that's a minor detail that Olaf Rydbeck decided to uh, opt out of. It's, it's great when you can like choose what like data to use f to prove your point. Yeah. And additional things that he had was that when Plato wrote about Atlantis, he said that this was the peak of civilization and it was beyond the pillars of Hercules. Have you heard that expression? No. And that's commonly known as the Strait of Gibral Gibraltar. Aha, uh -huh, okay, yeah. But he thought it was uh, between Sweden and Denmark. <laughs> Fucking thief! <laughs> Stop stealing shit! <laughs> like, and uh. Plato wrote that Atlantis was the most beautiful place on Earth, and uh, Rudbeck agreed that Uppsala, where he <laughs> lived, of course, was the capital of beautiful Atlantis. And like I said before, like uh. why is there no written record of this? Is that people who live in prosperity and peace don't have time to write about anything? What, what do they do? That's exactly what they do. They lounge around and have a good time. And they write shit. Atlantis. This is why you and I are doing a podcast, because we're like in a civilized enough society that we have time to do this bullshit. If we were in a society of shit, we wouldn't have time to do this shit. We would be like, I don't know, like plowing the fields or mining for coal. I don't know. We're dying of tuberculosis. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's not the way he was thinking. He was Why do like, these people make me more angry than the pedophiles and murderers? <laughs> like, it's just, you know, like, you're a murderer, okay, be a murderer, you know, just be an asshole. But don't, I need solid arguments. And this guy is not presenting them. Okay, listen to this one then. The runes and the, uh, the runic alphabet, the ones we have in Sweden, he said that that was the precursor for uh, hieroglyphs and like the Greek alphabet. So you said you wanted to hear some evidence of this, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give it to you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. So Plato talked about rivers. So basically, all of Sweden is Atlantis. The capital of Atlantis is Uppsala, where <laughs> Rydbeck happened to live. And uh, what Plato wrote about um, Atlantis seems to match everything that uh, Rydbeck saw. The rivers close to Uppsala and things like that. Plato also wrote about a holy temple in Atlantis, which was surrounded by a wall of gold. Uh, and inside it was a statue of Poseidon on a horse uh, and a hundred sea nymphs on uh, dolphins. Sea key? Sea nymph. Ah, okay. And uh, when... Uh, so he was like, this is gone, but this... Because uh, this was crushed under like a, like the paganism that came later and then uh -huh. Christianity... And the first uh, Christian church built in Sweden was built in the 1100s. And he thought the pieces of the Atlantis temple had been used to build this church. So they went there and they looked around and one of his students apparently found a nail with gold on it, like specks of gold. So he took that as an evidence, like this is... What? Anything can be evidence then. Yeah, it's. I think it's Fuck. very clear. And then we have Jason and the Argonauts. Argonauts. Yeah. Argonauts. Argonauts. Orangutans. <laughs> Jason and the Orangutans. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> That's a different one. And that they also sailed to Sweden, of course, okay. uh, to find the the Golden Fleece. Did and they find like? Did he find like a golden sheep? No. Like, oh, that's proof. The the evidence here is that the places that they visit was Leulo, which is Lulio in Sweden. Uh huh. And Pactu, which is Pitu. Okay. So just like they sounded the same, uh -huh. therefore they're the same okay. sort of. 
And in 1675, he sent out his technical students to do altitude um, measurements of uh, Swedish mountains to see if they matched up with uh, Plato's descriptions. How the fuck did they do that? I have no idea how they did it. Very convincing evidence, right? No, but he's just full of bullshit. I can see that you're flabbergasted <laughs> by this wall of evidence, the tsunami of evidence just but rolling the, in. But that's the problem is like, it's 2018 and that's still how the world works. You know, this fake news, this whole like stuff. It's the exact same thing. You can use any fact mm-hmm. and take parts of it to prove anything. Like yeah. you can prove anything and like pretend you're basing it on data and science, but you're not, you're just manipulating the information to get the outcome that you want. And it's exactly the same. It's been 400 years, we're still doing the same bullshit. Now we do it through Twitter and Instagram instead. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just guessing. He he had his idea clear from the beginning what he wanted, and then he just like went out and looked for evidence just to prove his his But even the evidence he found is absolute bullshit. It's not even evidence. Yeah, but I don't know the criteria for evidence back then. Maybe they were lower. Well, yeah, if they were like studying alchemy. Yeah, alchemy. Instead of anatomy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Carl XI, the king that we had at this time, he was uh, what you would call a fool. (laughs) So like the one you have right now also. (laughs) Please just find Sweden king hats. Just Google Sweden king hats. And then you know what we... You know what I'm talking about. And this king, he, he had trouble reading and writing, and he was afraid of, like, people, sort of. And when a foreign diplomat from Italy called Lorenzo Magalotti came and kissed his hand, the king ran away. <laughs> like, he, like, couldn't be in the room. Uh, look, I completely understand. Like, sometimes Italians kiss my hand, and I really want to run away, so... <laughs> You can empathize with this. Yes, 100%. Carl XI. Any, actually, anyone that kisses my hand is the creepiest, most like disturbing thing that a man can do. Like, don't kiss. Guys, just don't. I know you've seen movies and it looks very like chivalrous. It's just creepy, weird. And also most of the times you have like a little bit of saliva left in your hand <laughs> that you have to wipe. It's really, let's just, let's just stop it here. Okay. Good. Quotes from Marta. Yes. And he, like, they understood, like, the people around him, it's like, we can't have this guy as a king. So they put him in a room where he could eat, drink, and pursue, quote, all the virtues associated with incompetence. (laughs) I like that. I want to pursue all the virtues. What? (laughs) Pursue all virtues associated with incompetence. I like it. But this guy, he... He uh, threw a big ball and uh, to write the music, Rudbeck wrote the music, also sang at this thing. And Rudbeck was known. What thing? What? What are you talking about? The king had a serum, like a a big ball, uh, like a Uh thing. And he asked Rudbeck to write the music. Uh Okay. So he did. And he also sang. And he was known for his powerful voice. And he sang louder than 14 trumpet players and four drummers. <laughs> so, like, that's a powerful just voice. Screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so, he spent the better part of his life writing this book. And uh, I, because it's 3,000 pages, and it took, like, with all the, the gathering of the solid evidence, you know, it took a lot of time. 
And the front page of the book, I just wanted to tell you what it looks like. So they're standing. There's a lot of people standing. Okay. I'll tell you who they they are. And it's it's Olaf Rudbeck standing with a scalpel, and he's cutting the map. And under Scandinavia, there's Plato's Atlantis. Uh-huh. And as he lifts the crust, Kronos, uh, the god of time, points to the exposed text, Svesia deorum insula, which means Sweden. Sweden, wait, what uh, can you tell me? That? Svesia deorum insula. Insula means island. Mm-hmm. Deorum, God's island. Exactly, Sweden, the island of gods. See. So around him are the people of the greatness of ancient times. There's the philosopher uh, Aristotle and Plato, of course. Were they both Swedish too? No, they. But he's. It, it's like he's showing them like the truth, you uh-huh, know, like, okay. and they're like in awe okay. of like, wow, we'd never thought it was in Sweden. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Like that. Mm-hmm. And but of course, this it, it got a lot of crit- critique as well. And the people who uh, criticized him said he knew nothing. And he was like, "How am I gonna win this argument?" So like every by getting really angry. No, by like anyone who's been bullied does they take what the other person is saying to them and uses them to their advantage. So he wrote in the next in the in the like the thing for the in the brochure for the next year's like lectures mm-hmm. that he was gonna do a lecture on nothing. He was gonna do a lecture on the rise and fall of nothing. Its virtues and traits, in its many uses in theology, law, medicine, philosophy, and all medical arts, and in daily life, he was going to do a lecture on nothing. Okay, so it's just his usual, but also like flip it and reverse it. You know, like mm-hmm. they give you some shit, you flip it, you sell it, you get money, you make money. Then uh, he still continued to work with with this throughout his life, uh, but uh, most of Uppsala burnt down in 1702. And so did what Olaf Rudbeck's house. What did he say about that? Well, he didn't say much because he, he died a couple of months later. Oh. But uh, apparently he was standing on like a hill and screaming at people uh, to try to put out the fires of his house. <laughs> and uh, I mean, sorry. he had more evidence there uh, maybe to prove this once and for all that this oh, was true. Oh, what a... Uh, so, so unlucky. And uh, the books are still like out there being sold at auctions and last year one of his uh, or the four volumes uh, was sold for 130,000 crowns so 13,000 euros Euros, yeah so like 10,000 no like 20,000 why are you you doing exchange rates for everybody how much is it in yen uh look (laughs) 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 just trying to be helpful god damn it all right. I don't want our listeners to have to like go on the internet and be like, "What the fuck is one hundred and thirty thousand crowns?" Yeah, you want to go? Was it what? How much is it in uh, Macedonian money? I don't even know what they. I don't know. Yeah, we have a listener from Macedonia. What is this? Yeah. Macedonia, 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 yeah. Macedonia. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How do you say it, listener? <laughs> Tell us. Get in touch. Scream at that. <laughs> yeah, that was the story of uh, the cradle of civilization that we now know is Sweden. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. It was uh, nice to change for a bit and not talk about a pedophile murder or just general horrible, horrible person. Yeah, and um, talk about the great nation of Sweden. And uh, <laughs> uh, 
sorry, I forgot what it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so we have a, a Gmail account and we'd love if uh, you would like to send us uh, recommendations for uh, subjects, if you want. Or on Facebook. Or on Facebook. Or on Instagram. Yes, Instagram, follow us, rate us, review us. And uh, yeah, bye. Goodbye. Bye.